Hello, my friends. This is Bishop Campbell welcoming you again to a short meditation on the theme of living the Catholic life. The other day, while I was praying the Liturgy of the Hours, I was suddenly struck by one of the psalms that I had heard uh, before and prayed uh, before, but in fact, at that moment, it had a particular message for me, and it was very striking. And as you know, all sacred scripture is given to us for our instruction. But in, in fact, every word of sacred scripture may reveal its particular meaning or fullness uh, of reality only later, after we have become familiar uh, with it, and suddenly a new insight comes to us. And this occurred when I was praying Psalm 27, and especially the, the first verses. The Lord is my light and my salvation, whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life, of whom shall I be afraid? Of course, as the psalm goes on, it is largely directed toward uh, attacks from what the psalmist calls the evildoers. But in fact, it is a psalm of of strength in any period of, of difficulty. And in fact, as the psalm ends, it says, I believe that I shall see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait for the Lord, be strong, and let your heart take courage. Yes, wait for the Lord. Now, I think the the psalm struck me forcibly at that moment because of the atmosphere and the condition in which we are living today. It is a world sometimes of great confusion and no little fear as we struggle with so many difficulties, especially that of the pandemic. And I don't know which is worse, to find yourself confused in a difficult situation or to find yourself overcome with fear. Maybe, of course, the two are very deeply related. But as I think over the time uh, that we have spent with this uh, pandemic, the months that we have worked with it, and I think of the ever-changing recommendations that have been given to us, the chasing after solutions that do not seem to have fulfilled their promise, We are sometimes told to follow the science by commentators as if the science were a revelation from on high. Although, as you remember over the past uh, several months, these revelations from on high seem to change from day to day and become even contradictory. We have to realize that science is a, a gift to us, But science follows one experiment after another, always facing new and sometimes very unexpected challenges, and is finally never settled. There's always a new horizon, a new discovery, and we have had some very real successes, and we should applaud them. But we've also had some well-known failures that were accepted in our past history as settled, only to find that they had to be rightly abandoned, for they did not produce 
what they had promised, or in fact actually caused harm. We have to understand that at this time, there are other resources on which we want to pull. Resources that I think will help us to not only face the challenge, but to understand it more deeply and especially how it affects our human lives, our daily living, and also our life within the community. And I've often wondered whether, in fact, we should have some deeper element of modesty in our scientific work and perhaps leave a little more room for other elements of strength and understanding. I've always been uh, interested in the difference between two words that are so often used uh, both in science and in daily life. Rational and reasonable. Actually, you know, sometimes they are used as synonyms, but they they create an entirely different reaction in a different uh, atmosphere. I've always thought the word rational had something cold about it, something uh, aloof, something deeply mechanical. And sometimes rational seems to indicate the imposition of a fascinating construct of the mind upon nature around us. Although if you follow some of those experiments, we find that nature appears ultimately to expose their fallacies, and often at a terrible cost. Think of the theories of Karl Marx. He believed that his theories had been rooted in deep research, by and large, in uh, the British uh, Museum Library. And he believed that he had discovered laws that were scientific. And in fact, he used to refer to his uh, theories as scientific materialism, that he had finally captured the reality of the world around us, how it operates, how it develops, and these are laws. And we know, of course, that most of his theorizing has simply blown up in his face, although some people, unfortunately, still try to cling to them. And you must understand that his theories, when adopted, caused a great deal of disaster. So, although sometimes rationalism may be off-putting and a little cold, we are still called to be reasonable. Now, just the very sound of that word is is something a little more sociable, a, a little more comfortable, something we can live with, something that's going to attract us to be reasonable. And I think being reasonable means the doing of what appears to be appropriate at the time And as that appropriateness seemed to develop on past experience and a great deal of wisdom that we should draw from that experience. And to be reasonable understands that 
in all of our human experience, there are many factors at play at once. Sometimes we can organize these factors when we are called to make a choice. Sometimes we do not grasp all of the factors. And to be reasonable is also to understand one of the strongest laws of human existence. That is the law of unintended consequences. That law that proceeds from a desire to believe that we understand everything and we control everything, only to realize that after we have grasped something as really real, to find that we have ignored a part of that reality, and often the whole enterprise falls apart. A philosopher once said that in our own time, the secular world seems to operate between presumption and despair. Presumption because there is sometimes a belief that in our knowledge, in our technology, uh, in in our, our science, we have discovered all that we need to create the, the perfect uh, human life. We, have, we create programs that are going to solve all of the problems uh, before us. And in that presumption that we are in control, what happens is when the programs, when the decisions, the solutions fall apart, we end up in despair. Nothing can happen. The world's coming to an end. You hear this so often in, uh, in matters that, that concern us, that if we don't do this, we're going to all die. And in fact, I think I once on this radio program mentioned a book that I had read that was entitled Doom, that was a book about dealing with pandemics and uh, what occurs uh, during them. It's, it's a very interesting uh, book, and I, I would uh, recommend that if you have a few moments to yourself and you are in a particularly stable and happy mood, you might read that book. But it actually is uh, an illustration of how so often our world goes from presumption to despair. The Christian, however, lives between humility and hope. Humility understanding that ultimately everything depends upon God. That he alone uh, has all of the wisdom, all of the knowledge, all gathered together and integral in his eternal mind. But we know some things about that. He has revealed some of it. He has revealed it through nature. And nature is a reasonable affair, and we can investigate it. But we must understand that although we can do something, and we should do something, we can't do everything. And so that our projects, our programs, have to be based on a very deep uh, rootedness in experience, in an understanding of nature that is uh, around us. And it is always going to be buoyed up by hope. And hope is rooted in the fact that, after all, God through Jesus Christ has won a victory. 
that as the psalmist said in Psalm 27, the Lord is my light in my life. Whom should I fear? There is a guiding hand in his providence. And although because we live in an imperfect world, there will be challenges, there will be disappointments, there will also be some successes and some sources of happiness. And we live in the hope that at the end, in Jesus Christ, all will be well, and all will be known, and all will be gathered together. And therefore, my friends, a Christian in difficult times is called upon to be reasonable, to take the care necessary to protect human health, but also to be aware of weighing the several goods that are at play at any particular time before we make a choice on how to respond. We want to do this intelligently. We want to do it with some wisdom and calmness, but we also do it in the assurance of the power and presence and the uh, continuing love that we know through Jesus Christ. And I want to end by something from the patron of the Diocese of Columbus that I have quoted quite often from St. Francis de Sales. He said to us, Have no fear for what tomorrow may bring. The same loving God who cares for you today will take care of you tomorrow and every day. God will either shield you from suffering or give you unfailing strength to bear it. Be at peace then, and put aside all ancient thoughts and imaginations. St. Francis de Sales, pray for us. <laughs> 